All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by a two-time Pop Artist of the Year by a Music NL, a Top 10 CBC Search Light Contest uh, ranker, a, a f- individual who has been featured on multiple TV shows with their music and someone who just released an incredible new single entitled For Myself. We are joined today by the incredible Rachel Cousins. How's it going today, Rachel? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I very much appreciate you taking the time today to dive behind this a brand new single. I am loving the track and I am very excited to dive on into it. So are you ready to do exactly that? Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Perfect. So of course, this track, it came our way April 6th, but I'm sure it took a little bit uh, more time to get into our hands than just that. So exactly when did this song begin to take form? Oh, goodness. This song was in the works for months. Honestly, I couldn't even pinpoint when it was. I wrote this song with my producer, Daniel Adams, and a songwriter based out of Toronto that goes by the name Jem. That's J-E-M. Yeah, we're all really good friends, and we were setting up a co-writing session for the album. And this was a few months back, and Jem had a really cool chord progression and a really cool idea. And I was fresh out of a relationship, so I really wanted to write like a super loving yourself anthem, um, very empowering song. So yeah, it took a few months to like nail it on the head for sure. And just because of COVID and different scheduling issues, it was in the works for a long time before we actually really got into it and dove into it to finish the single for the album. But we are all so happy with it. And they're such a great group to work with too. So yeah. Okay. So you mentioned some of the uh, struggles, some of the challenges uh, that we've as songwriters, as artists have had to go through through the past year. So Given that, was this song, did you guys write that? Were you able to write this in person? Was this an online writing session? How did that come together? Yeah, it was all online. I believe when we started this, my producer was still in Toronto and Jem is based out of Toronto. And funny enough, I haven't even met Jem in person and we've been friends and collaborators now for a while. So it's funny how COVID kind of brings people together despite the distance, but I'm still, I'm in Newfoundland and that's where I've been obviously since I couldn't move up to Toronto at 18 and I'm now 21, it's crazy to think about how long COVID has been affecting us for, but yeah, we did this over zoom and and different platforms like that. And we're always like messaging each other on Instagram. And so, yeah, it was all online, but you know, we managed to to write a song, not even in person, which is crazy to think about. Not something I thought I was going to be doing before COVID for sure. And of course, I uh, see a very nice microphone in front of you, too. So did you record uh, these files and send them as well? Or were you able to actually get in person to, with the producer for the recording of the track? Yeah, I was able to get in with my producer once he was home. He works out of his his place. So we've always just we've never used a studio together. It's always just wherever we are. We just set up and record there. So we recorded this together in his space, which was lucky enough. I I demo some stuff by myself, but I just like being with my producer because we are really close. Like my producer is one of my best friends, lucky me. So yeah, it was just a lot easier for us to be in person. So we were very careful and covered all the protocols and we would test all the time and rapid test and whatnot. So yeah, we, we managed to get together and record this together. Yeah. Well, thankfully small crew too, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Just the two of us. So so we were all good. Hey, same bubble makes it work, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. And of course, with this song, you can sort of uh, sense, well, anyone who has listened to some of your previous music, the stuff uh, we'll say pre-COVID and maybe even some of the stuff during COVID, maybe a little bit more ballady, maybe a little more instrumental. Uh, your track uh, Love Language definitely felt a little bit more of that pop vibe, a little bit more of the synth inside of it. And then this track's definitely uh, going more so for that R&B, a lot more for that pop feeling here. Uh, so there's definitely been a shift in sound. Has that been conscious? Yeah. So I've always said, I think like as an artist, I've, one of my policies is that I really don't believe in like genres and stuff. I think it's very limiting to artists. And of course, some artists love the idea of fitting into a genre and that's totally cool. But for me, I was always very stressed out by the idea of genres and trying to figure out my sound at like 16 years old. Like it was just not going to happen. And I was very open to the idea of um, changing my sound and letting it grow with me. And I listen to all kinds of music. So that's another thing. It really impacts my music that I'm pulling inspiration from like 12 different genres at once. So yeah, I wrote Let Go, which was my biggest like pop single, I guess. And that's what kind of like brought me into the pop scene. But I wanted to really like sink into where I was comfortable. So Love Language was kind of doing that. Like the pop scene, I think that I kind of got my foot in the door again then. And then there was Aftermath as well, which was like the pop ballad. I love ballads. I love acoustic music. And then For Myself happened. And I was able to, because of Jem, who was an amazing R&B artist, with those chords, I was able to like sink into this really comfy spot of R&B and pop music, which is what I love doing the most. So yeah, I, you know, my producer is really great. And all my co-writers are all very um, understanding of, of where I sit in my genre. So, so yeah, it, I think for myself is a really good feel of what the album is going to be like for people for sure. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And you mentioned Aftermath there too. And I really love how these last three singles, the past two years here have definitely uh, shown definitely a variation, different styles of what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So you mentioned that this latest track for myself is definitely giving us a uh, hint towards an upcoming album here. So without giving away too much, of course, what can you exactly tell us about uh, this upcoming album? Yeah. So we haven't released any like promo pictures or the cover photo or anything yet, but I can tell you, you guys will be the first ones to know that it is releasing on May 11. So we, we put that in stone yesterday and it's all uploaded to distro kid now and stuff. So We're getting really close to it now. So it is going to be released on May 11th. And we haven't even said that um, publicly yet. So you guys got a little bit of a little bit of a leeway there. But but yeah, I'm really excited for this. It's the longest album that I've done. So yeah, uh, there's some music that I started all by myself. And then I had my producer come in on it. And there's like the acoustic songs for my acoustic fans. And and then there's also like the big pop songs like for myself and yeah, there's there's lots that I'm so excited to show this album to people. I think it's finally like me saying that this is this is what I want to do and and this is kind of like the genre that I'll be I'll be fitting into now and even the art and stuff. I'm just really excited. It's very fresh for me and very modernized for myself. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Mhm. Well, good. And as you mentioned, it's your t- diving into the different sounds that you have released already and you're not limiting yourself 
by genre, which is one thing that I always find because, as you say, people sort of get worried about that of like, oh, what am I as an artist? And it's like, but as people, as music fans, like we can listen to so many different kinds of music, but then as artists, it's like square peg, round hole, square peg, round hole. And it's like, but nah, man, but nah. So you're saying this new album, this uh, fresh taste, this first collection since 2019, we're fully embracing the Rachel Cousins here. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really, I'm really excited that I'm finally finding like my sound and my image and stuff. You know, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, but just like you said about artists trying to fit themselves into a place, like, you know, I, I didn't release my last EP until 2019. So obviously there was a lot of growth between then and now. And I truly believe that music is supposed to grow with you as an artist. So I've always said that I think it's important for artists to release what they want to release. I think like Billie Eilish is one of my biggest inspirations and she does it all the time. She's always releasing a different style of music. Each single that she releases is different and people eat it up. So I love that, that like artists are finally now able to release what they want to release and it's consumed by whoever wants to consume it and people leave behind what they don't want to listen to. And I think that's really cool. Absolutely. I'm loving it too. And I cannot wait to hear what the rest of this album has for us. May 11th, that's that's less than a month away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting down to the down to the nitty gritty. Ooh, my goodness, my goodness, which probably means we might have a maybe another single on the way, maybe some music videos. What else might the future potentially hold for us here? Yeah, so For Myself was the single for the album. I didn't want to give away too much, so we don't have another single release just because it's all new music as well. So. I just wanted to release for myself just to give people a taste. But because the album was only coming out like a month after the single, I just wanted to do the one single release and then have the rest of it, you know, just be the album for people to go and listen to. There will definitely be a music video for For Myself. We've been brainstorming it now for a while. And because it was the single, it's just kind of like it goes hand in hand. So yeah, the music video will be in the works soon for that one. And I hope to get a few music video done for this album specifically, because there's a lot of cool ideas and a lot of cool things that we could play around with. But, you know, promo pictures and stuff will be coming out soon. And I'm really excited for people to see that because it's I think it's going to be unexpected for sure. Oh, sounds like you've been uh, quite busy and holding on to a few things for a while here then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been I've been keeping things secret for a while. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't mean to pry too much, but of course, with all of these new things coming and hopefully uh, the world's opening up again, maybe hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, maybe there might be a tour coming as well. I know across Canada is very difficult, but there may be a tour of the East Coast coming in the near future. Yeah, I'm really hoping to tour at the end of the summer. I've been trying to get up to Toronto now since I was 18 years old, but because of COVID, I couldn't really put a wedge in my plans as did everybody else's, but yeah, I hope to get up to Toronto. So I wanted to make sure that I toured the Island before I went anywhere just cause it's important for fan base and you know, this is home to me. So hopefully at the end of the summer or in the fall, I'll be able to plan a tour with some people and collaborate with some people and get myself across the Island and do some shows for sure. Okay, absolutely. So uh, definitely a lot going on when it comes to the live show aspect of things. Of course, we mentioned a little bit of a shift in sound with the music here, too. So is that going to mean a little bit of a shift in the uh, live show setting as well? Yeah, for sure. It's a lot to adapt to when you get your 
get your foot in the door with pop music and then trying to adapt it into your live set, especially if you do it just by yourself. So it's a lot easier when I have my band because my drummer normally always uploads all of the stems and stuff that my producer gives to him. And then we're able to have the pop sound and we're able to have the track without it just being the the bland track. And it's important to me to like change it up, you know, when you're doing it live, just because that's what you're supposed to do. So yeah, with my band, it's a lot easier, but obviously if I tour this summer, just because of budgeting and COVID and all of those kinds of things, it probably will just be myself and like a couple other artists, but then we're able to collaborate with each other. So yeah, I'll just incorporate it into like an acoustic set and um, be able to have some percussion. And then hopefully I can also, you know, bring my laptop or something and have those like few stems from the pop music, just so, um, just so I'm still doing the pop thing, just a little bit stripped back, which I also love doing. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm sure the fans will uh, enjoy that as well. Give them a whole different side to some of these songs. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Ooh, absolutely. So if somebody listening to this who isn't already uh, in depth in the world of Rachel Cousins wants to find out more about this upcoming album or be there for when it releases, see these music videos when they come out, find out about these upcoming dates. What's the best ways to uh, do that? Yeah. So all of my Rachel or all my social media is Rachel Cousins Music. And then my website is rachelcousinsmusic.com. So you can find all of my social media under my name and we'll be releasing updates and promo and all that kind of stuff shortly. So people will be able to keep up on my socials. Hey, fantastic. And I'll post some links in the description to this show below to make it easy for some of you as well, because you definitely do not want to miss out on this upcoming album. You definitely want to go out and jam this new single as well, right? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's such a summer song, so I definitely want people to give it a listen. Mm, Definitely a good summer song, and it's already made its way into a couple places that some people maybe didn't expect right away either. Uh, Maybe some people who are watching Hockey Night in Canada this past weekend maybe caught themselves a little for myself as well. What was it like to uh, have your song played on one of the biggest broadcast programs here in Canada? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it never gets less crazy and more and less exciting when you find out that your song has been, you get a sink into one of these things. And my family is a huge hockey family. So the fact that it played on the Montreal game too, like my dad was just so excited. It was amazing. So yeah, it's an unreal feeling to hear your song in a broadcast like that or a TV show. And that's something that I'll never, ever, it'll never change for me. I'm always going to scream like a little girl when things happen like that because it it is just like very rewarding as an artist for sure uh one of those uh made it moments right yeah absolutely yeah oh fantastic and i'm glad that your family could celebrate with it too and of course a a good east coast canadian team to uh connect it all together as well absolutely yeah for sure hey i love it i love it so of course i have a couple more questions here before i let you go uh we talked about the live show aspect of things earlier and how maybe that will change one thing that i know that doesn't change for some artists is the love of a uh, pre-game maybe a, a routine before a show i know for some people maybe it's just as easy as a tea and some singing warm-ups maybe some people have something a little more particular do you have a uh, routine before you play live, before you go into the studio? 
Yeah, for sure. I'm, um, I'm really big into like spirituality and meditation and, um, getting into that kind of stuff genuinely changed the way that I live as an artist. I have really bad anxiety and it's, it never affected my music until COVID kind of came around and getting back into live shows. It was brutal. Like to be totally transparent and vulnerable here, like doing my first live show after COVID, I've never felt nerves like that. Like my whole body was genuinely a mess. But I find that the ways that I, you know, prep myself for in studio or on stage, of course, it's important to like warm your voice up or like have some warm tea. But for me, the most important thing is to warm my body up because when adrenaline strikes, my body is just like, I need to have the adrenaline already going in my body before I step on stage or else it's like this huge shock when I go on stage and then I can't move. And those are things that happen to a lot of artists. And so, yeah, for me, it's definitely warming up my body before I go on doing a little bit of a meditation side stage. I like to do like affirmations with myself. So even if you're just backstage and you have like two minutes to yourself, just to like really ground yourself and do your breathing and, and let yourself know that you're in control of what goes on on the stage and it's going to go to plan. If you set yourself up for positivity, then that's how it's going to go. And I believe that like you manifest your own reality. So if you believe that you're going to go on stage and bomb it, you're probably going to. So yeah, for me, it's just all about the mindset and keeping my body nice and warm and ready to go on stage. So I'm much more comfortable and grounded and much more present for my performance. Hey, hey, that's uh, very good. I like to hear that for sure. Very good advice to share with the audience there. I thank you for that. And I have a one last question for you, Rachel. Are you ready for mm. it? Yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right. So we've talked about the crafting of this new track for myself, the shift in your sound, sort of embracing more of uh, who you are as an individual inside of your music and your mm-hmm. growth through that. And now I would like to know exactly that. Through this process, through this past uh, couple of years, maybe just this last year, how exactly has this time helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Oh my goodness. The things that I have like just learned throughout the past few years, I would say that since I released my last EP in 2019, like just not only as an artist, but as a person, I've been like forced to grow in ways that I really don't think that I would have without a global pandemic, like as weird as it sounds. I was somebody who was really bad at living in the present moment. I was always, always focused on the past or what was coming. And COVID kind of made me stop in my tracks. Like it, it forced me to be more patient with myself. And it forced me to do a lot of self-reflection as to what my personal flaws were and how I was creating disadvantages for myself. A lot of self-doubt I dealt with beforehand. And with COVID, I spent a lot of time just by myself and at home and writing my own songs because I couldn't get in to co-write with people. And I dealt with some mental health issues just because I felt like I was the only one that was like stopped in my tracks. I was, I felt really alone and very isolated. And I'm a person that I get my adrenaline and my serotonin from being on a stage. As much as I love studio work, being on a stage is something I can't really explain in terms of how it makes me feel, but missing that adrenaline rush was really hard. I was forced to like do things in my craft that I always said, like, I don't have time to do that because before COVID I was just go, go, go. 
So now it's like, well, you've got to record the song by yourself. So Summer Lovin' was a song I recorded by myself when I was still living at my parents' house. And I was so nervous, so stressed out that I had to do that. But it was something I had to do. Like COVID literally had us on lockdown. I couldn't stop the single release. So I had to learn how to use a software and I had to buy Logic Pro and buy a mic and teach myself how to do these things. And that happened a lot, like just teaching myself how to do things because I didn't have the opportunities that I had before COVID. So yeah, just a lot more patience. And I really kind of grew into my own. I think I was dealing with a lot of insecurity before COVID. And I think I was just so on the go that I forgot that I needed to like stay present and ground myself and take care of myself. And COVID, you know, made me do that. So I'm definitely a lot more comfortable now. And I feel a lot more wise than I did when I was, you know, in 2019, which is only a few years ago, but I genuinely feel like a different artist and a different person, which I think is a really cool thing. Hey, well, I'm glad to hear that the time was kind to you in some ways and that your music was able to grow with you. And I cannot wait to hear the rest of what this upcoming album has to hold. And I thank you for sharing the story of this track for myself here with us today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. All right, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with the amazing Rachel Cousins. You can find her new single, For Myself, For Yourself, on your favorite music streaming service right now. When you're there, you best be hitting that follow button. You must be following Rachel on your favorite social media, too, because you heard it here. There's going to be some more music and an upcoming EP maybe some tour dates, maybe some music videos. You don't want to miss out on any of that in the best way and not to is to go ahead and follow Rachel. And I need to thank Rachel Cousins one last time with a big old roaring DTP thank you for joining us here on today's show. And I have to thank the incredible Carrie from over at Bad Parade for setting up today's conversation. I need to thank the audio wizard, German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, I need to thank you, the mighty Ambush, for tuning on in. Did you know that we are now past 300 interviews here on the DTP? My goodness, some of you have been here the entire time. Some of you have joined along the way. And no matter where you decided to join the ambush, I am incredibly thankful that you decided to tune on into the show. If you've yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, by heading to our web store, which is www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show. And now we'll leave you with this. Go out, uh, find your roar, and then let it out into the world. Let them know. And until next time, ambush. Bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.